In this episode of The Full Nerd, we talk PC gaming audio. Does anybody even care anymore? Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 16, recorded on February 7th, 2017. I'm Gordon Maung with co-host Brad Charkas. Hey, y'all. And our very special guest, Ryan Schlieper of Creative Labs. Hello, everybody. And, of course, uh, controlling the vertical and horizontal is Adam Patrick Murray. Hey, uh, Gordon, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, how was your commute in today? Oh, I was. it was fine. Yeah? I, Ryan had fun, though. <laughs> oh, man. So normally what would be a about 47-minute drive was three hours and 10 minutes. That's and so I'm, I'm, I'm cruising up and it took me, you know, I'm down in San Jose, so I'm 50, exactly 52 miles away from this office, according to Google. And I'm assuming that their mapping technology is fairly Hopefully. robust. You would think um, so. At least around San Francisco. Oh, man. And it took me about an hour and 30 minutes just to get seven miles from my house. And I'm thinking, oh, man, I'm not going to make it. Then it opened up a little bit. I really floored it. And I was going about seven miles an hour <laughs> because Californians just when water falls from the sky, their brains just turn off. Now, I will address this This because I am a native Californian. Yeah. One of the problems people don't understand with because I hear this from you're not from California. No, I am, man. Oh, you are. Born so, bred. Oh, so you're also a native California. Yeah. Now I will explain to you the phenomena of why it's so dangerous to drive in California during the rain. Uh-huh. Okay, and it is because there are no Californians left. It's, you know, <laughs> like in this building, yeah. there's like three. Yeah, everybody, everybody else that's, is from New York and Boston. That is a really right. good point. You know right. the most dangerous drivers in the world: New York and Boston. Boston is actually more dangerous. Oh, calling out Boston so I early in the show. Well, Ryan, thank you again for for braving oh. the weather and coming out, man. I'm stoked to be here. I'm really stoked. I've been looking forward to the conversation with Gordon for quite some time, and we we talk back and forth when we're doing review processes and stuff like that. So it's just it's cool that you guys invited me. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, and it, it is something very important. Of course, you know, I, I you know PC gaming audio is is something that I loved. I mean, through the whole, you know, API wars there, all the, and then really, now this brings us to the first topic is really what killed PC. Uh, well, did, did, pill, did, did we, PCI. I'm sorry, maybe I killed it. Did we uh, fully introduce Ryan and, and oh, what yeah, he I does? We did. I'm so, sorry. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah that was my fault. That was my fault. I'm sorry. Some yeah, random guy. Some dude <laughs> got lost. He had to go to the bathroom, came and say, hey, come on, sit down. Uh, yeah. So th- this is Ryan Schlieper of Creative Labs. Yep. Product manager has been at Creative how long? Uh, this will be. Uh, so I'm, I just crossed over the 13 year divide. Wow! So I'll nice. be at Creative 14 years in November. Yeah. So I've been Dang. through this entire, you know, the glory years into the darkness and then kind of the reemergence, so to speak. So right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's been a cool ride. And I, I and what's interesting is I have a lot of friends that have been with Creative and then they move to different places in the business. So it's kind of cool because you know Creative is a really big in the Bay Area. Uh, a lot of people kind of left and, and, and went on and did different things, you know, at different houses. So it's just kind of cool to have a web of people, that, you know, be able to talk about the industry all the time. And we're all kind of have the same core. So, sure. Yeah. You know, and, and and I don't think people, you know, and it's funny because I, I mentioned this to some people about having creative labs on. People are like, what? It's like, not like a brand from like. That's like an iOmega zip drive for like some people. And I'm not, I'm not just an iOmega. Jazz drive. Jazz, but I'm just saying the reason is people, creative is, and people don't realize this. I, I had to look this up, but creative has been in the business a long time. We're yeah. talking, they, people don't know, like, so NVIDIA, which I'm sure everybody's familiar with, 
Dating show up till 1993. Yeah. Creative has been here since 1981. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right. Ooh. 1981. Man. And then, you know, it was interesting. Uh, I was at a local Bay Area retailer. I won't say their name because, you know, we don't get free stuff. But um, <laughs> they were like, you're one of the first three manufacturers that we carried in our stores. Right. You know, so, wow. and it was just it was really interesting when I was doing the thing with them. And I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah, you, you it was you and Intel and one other person. And they were like, you guys are, you know, you're the kind of the core of this entire company. So it was just interesting to kind of hear the perspective there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. I mean, it's just such an old brand. And, and, and I think that's where a lot of the baggage comes from. And yeah. I, I got to bring this up cause I yeah. just want to get it out of the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause you know, they're going to be haters <laughs> and it's fine. You know, people I've heard it all, man. People like, so I, I just read something on Twitter today. People said, well, it's creative's fault that, that, that uh, PC gaming audio is dead. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, I guess that's fair to say. Uh, so, you know, a lot of the bad blood comes from, uh, and, and a lot of people, there's a lot of misconceptions out there. And there's also a lot of things that legally we couldn't say during moments of strife because we were bound by contracts and obligations and different things with third parties that were like, you have to take the fall for this. Like, you cannot speak about this. Huh. And and I, I can talk about some of that stuff to kind of lift that curtain a little bit. And, and of course, you know, as a company that was going through this PC era that was developing so rapidly, I mean, when PCs took off, it went absolutely ballistic. And I wasn't with the company at that time, but I've acquired a lot of the tribal knowledge and kind of lore, so to speak. And we were at at that time, everybody was kind of scrambling because it was like, OK, we're going from grabbing hardware from, uh, you know, these mom and pop little shops. And you're not really sure if it fell off the back of a truck or not. I mean, I know when I was growing up and I was building my first PCs, I would go to these weird technology parks and like roll up the door would roll up and there'd be a lady sitting there with the motherboard for me. Like, are you Ryan? I said, yeah. And she's like, here you go. Give me the money. And then the door would roll back down. And I'm like, what, the, what just happened? You know, and I felt dirty after it, but that it was really, like, that was kind of cool, man. Like I just did like a right? dead yeah. drop man. for people that have done this for a long time. That's, that was how you no built joke. a computer. That's I like, mean, yeah, and I then, did that too. We would drive down to the South Bay yeah. and you'd go in and it'd be like a hole in the wall. Totally. And the guy would be eating his lunch and yeah. he'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm here for, and it's, I don't know what it is, but you don't always go like, I'm here for the motherboard. Yes, right? Yeah. And they're like, did you call earlier? Yes. I'll be right back. And they'd come out with that 486 DX2, whatever it was. And you're like, oh my God, I have this in my hands. After looking through computer trader for like, you know, 16 hours to find the cheapest price you could get. And, um, that's actually when I became a fan of creative It's back in those days, because there was a lot of wars going on then. So if you want to talk about like kind of the history of it, the first thing was really like, okay, creative came into the scene. There was Yamaha, there was AdLib, there was a bunch of stuff in the media first vision. media vision. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, as PC people, we know it's, it's bizarre. You know, PC people are kind of like sports team fanatics too. Everybody plants their flag behind a brand. Everybody goes and says, this is the brand I'm going to do. I mean, there were Cyrix people back in the days. If you're sure, you know, yeah. um, you, you have different processor guys that dig that and guys are like, no, nah, the Cyrix is the best thing ever. And you're like, yeah, okay, dude. Yeah, that's great. Why don't you go, <laughs> why don't you go do that and deal with all of that VLB love and all that fun stuff. <laughs> and you know, I know I'm, I'm hitting all the heartstrings yeah, with you, like, but I'm yeah. trying to prove that I'm legitimate, man. We're I've been down the path. These are local bus. You remember yeah. like, I was starting to get too old school here, but <laughs> what I remember, because people don't know, so Visa Loco Bus was an ISIS slot. Yep. 
with another slot appended to it. Yeah. It's like, why don't we just take two things and put, put them on in, one? Yeah. And you'd put them in your motherboard and it wouldn't fit. Yeah. And you'd be rocking it back and forth to get yeah. fit. And, and you're sitting there like, with a file, like, I'm going to make this fit because there was like no standard. <laughs> yeah. It was like, let's put two slots that make no sense together and it'll they'll make it fit. People right. will make it fit. So... Right then and there, as a PC vendor, back in those early days, you're already kind of at a disadvantage because people are like, I love AdLib or I love this. And Creative came in and we had a hit product. We came in and we did it better than everybody else did. And immediately people were like, oh, you're buying these people and you're doing this and you're doing that and you're muscling everybody out. And nowadays, what's interesting about that is that's what companies have done forever. When companies are successful... And they see technologies and whatnot that they think can help their portfolio. They acquire those companies. But somehow we became these bad guys for doing something that had been done for, you know, since the, ever. You know, you acquire companies sure. in their technology. So a lot of it is I loved this company and you guys bought them and put them out of business. And it's like, hey, they didn't get shut down and like thrown out on the street there. Those people made out quite well. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of this is probably also um, haters, too, right? No yeah. one likes the Patriots, Brad. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Uh, Some people do. As a Warriors fan, <laughs> as a Warriors fan when yeah. you pick up, you know, Kevin Durant, yeah. You, yeah. it's like, you know, a you lot got of it. haters there, too, right? Yeah. So. There's a lot of, you know, and and at the end of the day, you know, our, our founder, uh, Mr. Sim, he is a, a visionary. Like, he would see stuff, and he was developing, and he's like, hey, I can see how that can make this next product we're making right now even better like i can cram that into this thing and and add more value to it and so he kind of had this like foresight to think ahead and um you know we weren't just happy with you know making a sound card we did the drives we did the speakers we were kind of branching out during that time and so a lot of the a lot of that stuff was him thinking ahead and management going okay you know this is where we're going we want to have a three-year game plan we want to have a five-year game plan right but i mean so i mean I mean, a lot of the hate, too, is also from just drivers, right? Because drivers have always been, you know, and I think think the thing is, you know, like, you know, creative is somehow... You've got the reputation of AMD and drivers, right? Yes. And AMD Mm -hmm. drivers are not that bad. Creative drivers now are not that bad. But how do you get past that? So, I mean, that's one of those things that, you know, you... You got to have people break through it on their own, and you can say it a million times. But, I mean, back in the day, to be fair... It goes back to offering all those things again, right? So we had this card, um, like an Auto G2 days or, or even the X5 days, and we could have just said, hey, this is a gaming card and left it with one mode. But we had these audio scientists and engineers that are like, hey, we can have this actually be for MIDI and recording, but we have to reprogram the core of the chipset to do that. And so our owner and founder and, and our management's like, Hey, that's cool. That's a value add. People can switch the modes. I mean, you remember the three modes, there was media mode, gaming mode, and then there was like entertainment mode. And then we had another mode where you could flip between that. But every time you added that stuff in, you're making the driver set bigger and bigger, and bigger and bloated. And nowadays, you know, I mean, come on, you download 400 megs for an NVIDIA driver, like nothing. Right. <laughs> uh, but back in those days, when somebody's on a 48.8, you know, baud modem or 24.4 modem, that's pretty hefty. And then the, the, the infamous thing, I'll bring it up, is the CD thing. You oh, know, yeah. oh, hey, man, I lost my CD. Why are you charging me to? Well, 
it costs back then it cost a lot of money to press CDs. Right. It wasn't cheap, you know, and then you have to mail it and you have to do stuff. And it's like, hey, don't lose your CD. Like, I mean, <laughs> that's the answer. Like, don't do that. You know, so, yeah, it wasn't great user experience. And I think we were growing up at the infancy of this PC thing and it was growing so fast and standards were changing so fast that we were trying to cover our bases with as much as we possibly could, you know, with, I mean, come on back then in those days, if you're looking at how many options there were for PCs, we had bloated drivers cause we were trying to cover everybody mm-hmm. in this one thing. And then that led also to, we tried to make too many people happy, I think at the mm-hmm. end of the day and it ended up kind of backfiring on us. Sure. But nowadays We've taken the holistic approach where we're like, hey, we know what? We're going to unify all of our drivers just like the other guys are doing. Um, We're going to make them as bloat free as possible. We're not going to put any weird media players or any stuff like that that we thought were value adds for people. And I think a lot of times it was just a misread of what the audience wanted. Like the, the people really wanted. I want drivers that are super lean and mean and don't give me any extra stuff. And we were like, no, you're going to take this stuff. And so those days are are behind us. Yeah, big time. Yeah. I mean, anybody that looks at our drivers now, we're, we're nowhere near that. Okay. So I, so the one, so I want to get us to what, what the hell killed PC audio or maybe, maybe it's just because I am an old fart and. Not, like I well, so, hold on. Speaking of old farts, uh, where was it? Uh, Gordon Thompson on uh, on YouTube says, uh, "Were these guys alive when the wheel was invented?" Oh man! Oh man! Well, <laughs> I remember my dad rolling a wheel into the house, and I was like, "What is that?" <laughs> it was pretty awesome. You know, that was amazing for me. It's like a square, but with yeah. no edges. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> it was like, "What is going on?" Well, people, and then it was in color. Like a year later, it was like, "Oh." Color happened. A color you know, wheel. What people don't remember are the standards wars with the wheel. Yes. Right? Yes. I mean, they didn't just mm. all start out as round. Oh, yep. Some of them were hexagons. You had those crazy <laughs> Germans with their, like, multifaceted wheels. That was crazy. And then the Fred Flintstone wheel. That was just a big, long tube. Exactly. Yeah, just a massive steamroller of stone. But, but you know, like, I, I look back to the 1990s, and I remember playing games and the positional audio on the PC was yeah. fantastic. You, yeah. You'd run a pair of headphones, and yep. you could you would really get fooled into thinking audio was was yeah. behind you. And I don't really know if this is true, but I definitely see uh, uh, people on the internet saying, "Man, just PC positional audio. W- what happened to it?" So I mean, okay, so there was there's several things that happened. Um, one. Uh, you can, the easiest way to go in and talk about it is you can blame it on Microsoft and Vista and when they ripped out direct audio. Sure. So that was, that was what we call kind of like the, the, the direct audio massacre. Right. And this is a genuine event. It's not an alternative. That's when direct sound and direct sound 3D were thrown overboard. Right. Yeah, exactly. And they, and, and as we were going in the processes, this is one of those things that we couldn't talk about at the time because we were developing with Microsoft and the audio engine, but that warning that we got, the direct audio was they they couldn't get it to work with the new standard because they were adding the new chips for um, verification for the new standard that was coming out, and they they were like, "We're it's yanked," and we're like, "What do you mean it's yanked?" And they said, "It's gone. There's just going to be standard stereo path. The cards are going to be required to do this," and we were like, "That's our entire." technology tree and so you know to our engineers credit we had only a few months notice on this like people that were testing vista will they will they will vouch for this that that audio engine got ripped out like yeah very quickly and so um 
our audio engineers came up with uh, with the alchemy, you know, to add a wrapper back to the drivers so that we can get access right. back to kind of a pseudo uh, direct audio. So that was kind of a that was a fundamental shift from the PC OS architecture place where we no longer had the path to power all of these technologies that we were doing. Right. And so specifically the hardware abstraction layer was, was gone. removed the in, was in gone. direct yeah. sound 3d. And if I, if I'm explaining to this, this to the audience correctly, basically a game's ability to pass the positional audio to the hardware, which yeah. would then compute where to put that sound was gone. It was gone with, yeah. with Vista. That and, was, and it basically limited. you just said, they said here, here's your stereo stream. Have fun with it. And yeah. that, and that's what we were given. So it was, it was okay. How do we rehandle this and rewrap it and do all this stuff? And so Alchemy was developed, and Alchemy was a wrapper that we made for the standard driver that would give us back that thing. Sure. So when Microsoft changed their tone about where audio was going, the developers then killed audio on the PC. It was the developers <laughs> that said, "We're done," because now we don't, we don't have an easy drop-in library. Because at the, at that time, Creative was doing basically all the work for the developers making it easy there and they had and the developers had amazing talented audio people on their teams that were pushing our team to the limit saying hey we want this we want occlusion we want this wall to sound like a drywall versus a glass panel we want these reverbs to have different tones to them and we were doing the surface modeling so you know a room like this we would have the different surfaces and that's why it sounded so much more realistic (laughs) but when we lost that path there was no way to do that anymore. And so developers at that point, and this also is kind of an interesting spin, Xbox was coming into the picture and you had PlayStation coming into the picture. And so these developers were looking at, hmm, I have this standard that's stuck on the PC that is not going to be for these consoles. It's not available for mm-hmm. these consoles. And I, I know my future path is going to be, I want to be able to sell on every single gaming platform I have because I want to maximize my revenues. And so they started opting for, well, we have these plug-in audio engines that have come out of this era. That's going to make it easier on our development time for a Xbox, P- PlayStation, and PC title. And then PC started leaving the picture altogether as the right. developers were just going straight to console. And so this whole generation of all these really amazing audio scientists and engineers kind of went away, except for in very very few places like Blizzard. I mean, Blizzard, their games are cinematic and, and, and you know, uh, you listen to them and the audio in their games is phenomenal. And that's because they've kept their audio team at an incredibly high level. They care about those nuances and differences. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying the other developers don't, but I'm saying at the end of the day for a lot of these developers, it's how fast can I get this game to market? Am I going to mm-hmm. meet this quota? It's a business decision versus a content decision. Sure. So I got a quick question from uh, uh, YouTube. Uh, YAML asks, uh, why did Microsoft remove it in the first place? Now, and that is something we need to answer because I still hear people blame creative. They go like, it's your fault. It's creative's no, fault. Is it's that ab- true? <laughs> no. No. I, and I could say that with absolute certainty. It was not our fault. I remember walking down to the DevRel guys and our, our head of DevRel at that time, the door was shut and his door, he was a guy that never had his door shut. It was an open door and there was something serious going on in that room. And then I talked to my really, really good friend uh, who was down the air and he's like, yeah, we just got told, and this is before, this is during the Vista preview builds. So he's like, we just got told that direct audio is, is gone. Like hmm. we don't have the path anymore. And so that created a, 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 a you know, I mean, really at the end of the day, that changed the entire game. It, it really did. Right. And no, no pun intended, but it, it absolutely was a, a, a foundation rocking event because, you know, 
so much of what we were doing, all the advanced features like occlusion and ambience and, and all the surface modeling and these other things. And, and we had just, you know, we had technologies that we never brought to market that were based on that path, you know, through acquisition of other people and through, and through our audio scientists that we still have, you know, those guys are all up in Scott's Valley. Um, and we couldn't, we had no means to bring it to the table anymore at that point, at that point. Yeah. You know, and I, I do remember uh, uh, Will Smith when I uh, had told me one point, cause he, he was our, he covered Microsoft when I worked with him, but yeah. he said that Microsoft had essentially told him, it's like, we looked at all these errors. I mean, the, the problems of the PC and like, I, yeah. who knows if it's true, but basically, and of course this is colored by years of, of memories, <laughs> something like 95% of the crashes on the PC are related to audio. So we're just getting rid of it. Right. And then, of course, that's not just creative. That's everybody else. But that, I mean, that's what was related. Really? They said that? Well, and then, you know, I also think that I think that was a little unfair. Um, wow. Because you remember, like, when a PC come out, we're talking the 1990s. Right? Yeah. That's when the that's when Apple could make fun of us. And some yes. of it was pretty fair. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. So, you know, your machine would crash. You know, the last thing you would hear would be. You know, the game da, 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 just da, da, caught da, da, in a da, loop, da, da, right? Da, 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 yeah. So then it would be like, well, it's clearly yeah. the last thing I hear is fault. Yep. So it's the audio. And this is not just creative because this is everybody, right? Yeah. Everybody's because yeah. there were all the sound card makers. So everybody blamed audio for problems in the PC. Well, and and, and some of those were us. Uh, you know, I could say that for sure. A lot of it, though, is also at that time and even, you know, even up until the last few years, and we still have motherboard manufacturers that are kind of breaking spec to get those extra, you know, extra benchmarks. And so, you know, even recently really? with PCIe, and I won't, I, I'm not going to name a name, but there is some errors that occur on the PCIe bus because, you know, and, and audio is not that demanding on the PCIe bus, but right. because of the way that certain vendors prioritize devices as they're being recommend, as they're being recognized and as hmm. they're being, um, you know, uh, allowed into the system, so to speak, it creates this low, ultra low priority for audio at the expense of always prioritizing video. And yeah. so and so this this actually happened back in the day, too, where the audio weight states were and and again i'm talking about you know cpu is churning away so the cpu is doing its thing and our audio chain to be like hey we're ready because we have a processor sure. we're, we're done we've been done for hmm. you know in the in infinite time an hour right but i mean we're talking about milliseconds here we're waiting mm-hmm. for the cpu to say hey here you go okay yeah i'm gonna fire this along so there's just not there wasn't back in those times they didn't really expect the audio to be waiting for this other stuff to flow through and that would cause a lot of stuff so you had bad drivers for the for the motherboard we actually throttled back a lot of our a lot of our processing power because we were too fast and so we had to push push back a little bit and wait and of course you when you're kind of band-aiding stuff like that to hit the maximum amount of people that you possibly can because again Back in those days, people were trying to push, you know, these like bare bones Dells to play games. Right. right. And and they were just they just weren't designed for gaming. So, and a lot, you know, and I, I will, you know, uh, motherboards, a lot of them, they really did push the envelope. Like, yeah. hey, here's a spec. PCI bus is 33 megahertz. Yep. So, you know what? We could probably push it to 34 megahertz. There you go. And you think about it and, you know, they would do this, you know, frankly, because, you know, the community likes the benchmark. Yeah. Reviewers like the benchmark. Yeah. Hey, your board is 3% faster. You're going to break PCI spec. But think of what that does to all the other stuff plugged into yeah. PCI. Yeah. You know, so. And, I mean, and you look at the errors that we get. And again, you know, 
I'm not saying we're perfect. You know, it, PC, we test heavily and we do the absolute best job we can and we jump on bugs as fast as we possibly can. But a lot of it is this optimization and this tweaking and, 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 and you know, the proof's in the pudding. You look at other cards that are using PCIe slots other than graphics cards. You look at SSDs, you look at network controllers and stuff like that. They have the same kind of weird issues that pop up when you start tweaking with that PCIe spec. Right. Mm. And, yeah. and a lot of it's for performance. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody wants Wants, everybody wants to look the best in the in the uh, in the reviews because they, that sells units. Yep. yep. So it's our fault. And, you know, <laughs> just talk, talking about faults, you know, uh, Kyle on Facebook says, "Why did Creative screw up drivers so bad that Microsoft changed the audio system to prevent positional audio EAX and XFI <laughs> acceleration?" Also, uh, when Kennedy was assassinated, <laughs> I understand Creative. Yes, on the grassy we, well, you know, <laughs> on the grassy that knoll. was us <laughs> for sure. Um, I, I don't think, uh, well, first off, that's kind of a weird association. I mean, I'm not going to get defensive, but uh, I think what it was, was Microsoft was moving in a different direction. They were moving. They knew Xbox was coming mm-hmm. and they knew that the developers wanted a unified kind of front. And so they're they're. Their goal was we're going to make it as easy as possible to have these games be ported for one and two. And I think that had a lot to do with the decision because it was it was hard because there was a different spec entirely that was being pushed at that time, which was dealing a lot more with entertainment, you know, 5.1 and 7.1 audio and the core engine and all these kinds of things and um, stuff that I didn't even know about, like things that still to this day, people are probably under NDAs and they can't talk about because the the all-in-one kind of PC in a living room vision was trying yeah. to become... And then, and then that vision became, oh, Xbox. Xbox will be that vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you got to say, that's always been, I think, one of our problems with with Microsoft is like, who... Who are they loyal to? Yeah. You know, Xbox or PC gaming. And yeah. frankly, we've seen it's over the years, yeah. Microsoft's attention has gone back and forth. Yeah. And, and I guess also people don't remember the perspective. Like in the, in the 1990s, the bottom had dropped out on the PC. Absolutely. And, you know, people are you. I remember these. It was like it's the end, the yeah. end of PC gaming. Yeah. And then people were saying this with a straight face and they weren't kidding. They thought yeah. PC gaming would not be on this earth. Yeah. And, and if I'm if I'm an executive and I'm sitting there in Microsoft and I'm looking at consoles are surging up in PC he's going down and I have a business decision to make, I'm probably making the same decision if I'm not a hardware audio company, right? I'm going, Mm -hmm. Hey, we can make this easier on our developers, easier on our engineering. We don't have to deal with any of these weird bugs. Let's just make it stereo because that simplifies everything and and has our vision and we're going to go that way. So that, I mean, that's the thing that really kills me. Cause I mean, we went from really advanced, you know, position audio, HRTFs, yep. yeah, we had REL, we had EAX, we had all this stuff. ESS was still in the game. Yep. Uh, and, and then we went to basically a stereo output. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you were, and we had a band aid with Alchemy, which right. still a couple developers said, you know what? Okay, cool. Creative, thank you for giving us this, like the Unreal Tournament guys. They went and they said, hey, we're going to do this. And OpenAL came about as a result of this. Um, and they said, we're going to keep developing for this platform. Because we want people, you know, positional audio in first-person shooters is tremendously, uh, tremendously important. I mean, you need that. Yep. And so they, they went down the road. They kept using it. It worked flawlessly for them. There wasn't any weird stuff going on. But as time yeah. went on and that PC business started to shrink, they were like, is it worth us porting still? Like, because nobody seems to care. That was the other thing is I think we killed it. We weren't loud enough. Like guys like you and me that right. loved this positional audio didn't go, 
what did you just do? You just neutered my game. You know, we didn't kind of rise up and say, this is unacceptable. Like this, this you can't take this away from us. So yeah. uh, the, the audience in general was kind of like, yeah, I guess PC's going away. You know, except for the hardcore, and we were playing our Xboxes. <laughs> Not me, but yeah, I, of course, Microsoft had plenty of fires to fight with the Vista anyway. So, like, I, I, so I do want oh, yeah. to talk about this, because, I mean, really, yeah. the whole API wars. Like, yeah. So, OpenAL, which was the alternative after Microsoft killed, you know, um, DirectSound 3D with Vista, how, is that still supported? Is direct? Is, it still is exists. The- it still exists. There hasn't like if you look at the list of titles that are supporting it, it nobody's really doing anything with it now. And again, it, it really comes down. So I think we're in we're kind of in a weird spot right now. Um, and I'll, I'll jump a little bit. And if I go too far, no, out it's fine. Of this, let me know. But so you had a lot of developers that really embraced OpenAL and they saw the value in it and they said, okay, we're going to, we're going to jump on this. We're going to keep the positional going. And it was great for us. And we worked with them. We had engineers supporting them, helping them out, uh, knocking out bugs. Uh, if there was any that was popping up with alchemy and it also helped our people who had bought our platforms. Cause we, the one thing that bothers me the most about working for creative is when people say, Oh, you guys don't care about your customers. I'm like, we make sound cards. We make sound cards that actually kind of put us out of business because our sound cards, we support them for decades. Like go on our driver page and look at, we have drivers like updated for windows 10, like two generations back, you know, who does that? And we, we care about our customers tremendously. And every time I hear somebody like, well, you guys, you guys screw us over. You just want me to buy a new card. I'll be, I'll be at a show. I kid you not. I'm at BlizzCon and some guys like, I'm really angry with you. (laughs) Okay. Um, Hi, how's it going? Welcome to BlizzCon, man. You having a good time? I I'm just so upset with you. Well, why is that? Well, my sound blaster live one twenty eight. Oh man. Doesn't have drivers for windows. What? That card is like 19. That's like 15 years old, man. Like no other company. I guarantee you has drivers that last. Like I'm, we gotta be in that like 90th percentile of, of support. So it always drives me crazy. What was my original point? Are I there, wait, are you, there. <laughs> Seriously, are there no, lo- are there no longer sound blaster live drivers for win 10? There are. Yeah, man. Okay. Well, look, good luck finding that, that <laughs> slot to fit it in first off. Yeah, I know. I was thinking yeah. like PCI and yeah. So, so it's weird because we're kind of, we're kind of damned if we do and damned if we don't like if we support people, they love us. But the second we're like, Hey guys, we're not going to have win 10 drivers for that 15 year old card. We're sorry. We can't get to work windows. You know, Microsoft doesn't even support the platform you're on. We're not going to support it either. We can't even test it. Um, so you get kind of thrown off there, but we were talking about open AL. Oh, right. So open AL and all yeah. the, the API wars. I don't yeah. know if we've moved. Have we moved a little slider? Yes, over, I, over I, on did. There? Okay. I, I didn't do the audio, you know, so <laughs> what was your original question that got me off? On so <laughs> I'm wondering, so, you know, so Vista dark days, stereo yeah. output, yeah. What is the actual state of oh, the APIs okay. these days? Okay, so, so OpenAL we covered, you know, right. we, so it, it kind of, and it that tapered off. And I think a lot of it was people just didn't complain. You know, there wasn't a lot of like, sure. oh, my audio sucks. It was just like, oh, okay, well, you know, this is what audio sounds like now. You but, know, so so the, so the, the guys like you and me that invested and really loved it, it just kind of got forgotten. And then you mm-hmm. have like Miles and you have um, you have uh, Miles F-mod, and right? FMOD. And those guys are based off of very similar stuff from us. Right. Uh, you know, similar technologies. And 
when these developers saw these kind of drop in audio engines that they didn't have to customize, they didn't have to have really a, a full blown engineer that was coding an entire engine from scratch to make their game engine work, you know, like Havoc, I think is, uh, is F mod. I think Havoc engine has F mod built into it or a version of it. Um, it, it just and and those those platforms were limited, but they were very incredibly easy for these developers to sure. drop in. It just kind of became the way things may, are done, you know. And you have one less headcount worrying about audio, and um, you know it's a shame because one less thing to break. Yeah, right? one less thing to break. One less thing you have to really really hardcore test, and um, it's a shame because. The thing, the most frustrating thing about working in audio, other than people yelling at me for ancient drivers that we don't support, but um, is it's very easy for a video company to come out like NVIDIA, man. Right. They, they have it easy. They can go and they could say, we're pushing 10 times more pixels. We have this many more shaders. Look at this pretty picture that shows you how different it looks. Look at these 55 side by side comparisons of the game you love to play and look how much better it's going to look now. And it's like, man. Marketing that, that's like a dream for me because yeah. audio is experiential. You have to mm-hmm. experience the difference in audio to appreciate it. And so people don't even know what they're missing. Yeah. And that, and the cla- it's the classic. I, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but it's the classic. If they've done studies where they show people a movie. Yeah. And then, then they show the same people the exact same movie. And the only thing they change is the audio. Yeah. And then people will say the second one looked better. Yeah. The yeah. only thing that changed was audio got better. Yeah. yeah. So like even if you made a game sound better, yeah. people would give AMD and NVIDIA the credit for it. Absolutely. Oh, it's so much yeah. better now. Yeah. Oh, this is, this yeah. is so much more cinematic. That is a lousy business to be in. Yeah. yeah it's, it's tough. It, it's really tough. And, and so it's hard. You know, we try to go to as many trade shows as we can. We try to get in to as many people's heads as we can, you know, get the experience on them so that because once people experience it, like one of my favorite uh, things, we were at PAX show and we were demoing audio and we had some different partners in there and we were demoing a game and the person had been playing this game for like three years and they put it up, they put on our thing and they're like, yeah, sure. I'll get your audio. I want to win a free, whatever, you know, everybody wants the free stuff. So they'll, they'll <laughs> suffer through your, your demo. If you give them some, a t-shirt or, you know, tchotchke of some sort and they, yeah, sure, man. Okay, whatever. I'll sit here. Just give me my stamp. And, um, he sits there and, and he starts playing. And he's like, what the, whoa. And it's like, Hey, well, what's going on? He's like, I had no idea that when I sit in this cockpit, there's actually like sound. Like there's an ambient sound in this cockpit. And then we had other people that were playing World of Warcraft and they're like, I had no idea the torches in Ironforge actually have a sound effect to them. Like I've run by them a million times and this is the first time I've heard it crackling. And I'm like, well, that's because we have 128 channels. That's because we're not limited to 32 like most motherboards are, or even 64, you know, and we're, we're taking all those audio streams and because we have a chip doing everything, we're able to give it to you. So it's, that's the most frustrating thing is not being, not being able just to have a pretty picture that says, Hey, look how cool we are. Sure. You mm-hmm. know, oh, and, and, and I, can we blame consoles for this? I wrote this down cause I wanted to, cause like we, you mentioned F mod, we're talking about miles. A lot of these are middleware that, you know, your developer, you're developing for PlayStation, yeah. Yeah. Xbox and PC. Yeah. You're just going to use one for all. It's not really worth going and doing a whole custom I don't think it's fair to put consoles completely at the center of the blame. They're certainly a factor. Yeah. I think the developers are looking for the best way, most efficient way to get their content to customers in a timely manner. You know, they got money. They have they have people they have to they have to pay and whatnot. But I, I think it's a, it's kind of a you know, there's no one thing. It was kind of a, a storm that occurred and it knocked it off the pedestal. You had the Vista thing. You have consoles on the rise. Um, you have people just kind of like, oh, this sounds okay. 
I mean, because uh, come on, people buy. Think about audio in general. People buy cars and keep their stock stereo in their car for the life of the car. I mean, horribly designed speakers, like made out of crappy paper <laughs> that if you pull the panel off, there's cracks in it and stuff. And they're kind of like, uh, I guess, smell deaf or sound deaf to <laughs> what good audio is, right? right? Like they've been surrounded by crappy audio. I mean, there's people that like, seriously, they'll be like, dude, listen how awesome this song sounds. And they, they hold out their phone and they're playing it through their phone speaker. And I'm like... How is that awesome? Like, there's there's no sound there, man. I just picture you like slapping out of the hand. Like, yeah, just like, what's wrong with you? Let me get you some speakers, man. So you know, and 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 you got people even like with rinky-dink Bluetooth speakers, and people go, "Oh man, the speaker sounds so amazing." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" So our, I think it's a combination of things. There were there were things on the technology side. There were things happening in the industry, and then there's people. There are there are people who appreciate audio and, and have had, had that experience like me. I've always loved audio because I grew up. My dad was an audiophile. I had amazing audio hardware. So the second I moved out of my house, the first thing I had to do was like, I got to get some mm-hmm. good speakers because I, I just I have this level of audio that I, I want to hear like I wouldn't accept that I'm a musician. And so for me, audio has always been important for a lot of people. I mean, same thing. The thing I always say to you when we talk is they'll buy a TV and they're using the stock speakers. They'll buy, they'll go and buy an amazing 4K curved $10,000 amazing PC, two tiny little speakers. Yeah, the one is tweeters. Oh, man, look how amazing this is. I'm like. Also, they'll, they'll just watch four by three uh, stuff just stretched. Totally, I mean, yeah, it, yeah. Just people like are like rate, super yeah. bloated. I mean, people and like, just, yeah. That's Adam with the video port. We're going to complain about everything now. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Same for audio because uh, before I got into video, I actually went to school for, for sound engineering. Yep. Uh, you know, obviously more in the creative space of it. But yeah, I mean, a lot of this stuff, uh, I mean, same thing, you know, when I was growing up, I always, you know, had the, the surround sound. So, totally. you know, like things like that. So, you know, one thing I never had, cause I, I'm, I'm a little later to PC gaming, you yeah. know, I'll, I'll admit that. Uh, I never we had a sound card. You. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <I've>, Welcome. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I've never had a sound card. So, I, you know, I, I guess I don't know the, uh, the, the joys of it. Yeah. You and know. no, you don't see that. I mean, that's our problem, right? Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. just so many people that will say, I got motherboard audio. Yeah. What, what do I need a sound? Well, well and, and I, f- yeah, I, don't, I don't use motherboard audio. I, yeah. I, oh, I, right. I have an audio interface set up for, you, you know, my own professional okay. recording stuff, but so I, I, I know it's not the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> but I mean, and to be fair, you know, to be absolutely fair, the, you know, uh, motherboard audio has come a long way from the inception of yes. it. So the, the delta of motherboard audio to sound card audio is a lot closer and especially if you're if you're especially if you're buying really really high-end uh, gaming motherboards sure. a lot of them have our technology built onto them sure. you know some of them have the same chipset as our z-series sound cards um but but you can never get the same experience it's impossible to do on a motherboard you just can't do it because of all this the traffic that's happening on the motherboard because of the way it's prioritized because of the outputs it's just not it's not the same thing. It really isn't the same. Yeah, thing. and I, I got to say this for as somebody who's reviewed motherboards and sound cards for a long time. Yeah. If you don't believe us, take your analog headphones, plug it into your motherboard audio jack. Yeah. Don't listen to anything and crank the volume yeah. all the way up. Yeah, you got all the blitter noise. And then and... copy something from a USB drive to your hard drive. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> and then you will go like, oh, okay. That, and then that's you can become the next hot music thing like if you could take that sound and, ma- and put it to like some drums you're like the next skrillex oh like you know the worst is perfect you, is you plug it into the front they're 
the, they take the the twenty five dollar case, yes, and then they plug it into the right to the, the front, to front, and which is running over like basically a foil. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, oh, it's, it's running through every power source in the motherboard uh, in the case. Yeah, through the cheapest possible wire you can buy. Uh, you know, and and hey, man, this sounds great. Sounds yeah. fantastic. And oh, and I'm plugging it into my three hundred dollar headphones. That's uh, the that's the part yeah. that drives oh, me. Yeah. Yeah. At least they look nice. They look. Know? Hey, these head, these things sound amazing. <laughs> and I'm by like, Dre. How, yeah. Have you plugged <laughs> these into an amplifier? Well, I have an amp. It I have an output. Horrible, oh, yeah. I mean, but the problem is, people just they don't. They just and I. That's why I kicked this whole thing off. Like, does anybody care? Like, everybody just they don't care about PC audio. So you know what? I would say that there was a there was a time. There was definitely a time there where a lot of people didn't. Now we we just crossed over 400 million Sound Blasters sold. So nice. we've sold almost. I mean, that's off by 100 billion, but that's approaching half a billion. You're right? still not I mean, supporting my live 120. <laughs> <laughs> also, microchannel. I have a microchannel. Oh, version. There you go. And I'm not kidding. I did buy a microchannel. Really? No, I didn't actually. Okay, I was like, come <laughs> on. <laughs> I wanted to. <laughs> I was like, wow. I think you might have been like one of three people. Yeah, because you know why? Because like. Oh, the the ISA Sound Blaster card yeah. was fifty dollars. Yes, the microchannel one was two hundred dollars. Exactly. And I realized, okay, I'm getting rid of this IBM. Yeah, exactly. Power they, yeah, I got to get. I, it's got to be gone. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where we there was a time there where people didn't, but there's been a big resurgence. There's been a lot of a lot of growth in the audio space right now, and I think. We're on the cusp of it, and it's going to be driven by VR because VR is uh, unmerciful. When it comes to creating that immersive effect, audio is going to have to be part of that conversation. You will not be able to get away from audio there because, um, you know, with the TV and stuff, you have this you have this level of separation from you and what you're watching. And so you kind of know you're in a room, you get engrossed in what's going on, but your brain isn't telling you I'm in this world. And so... Uh, audio can be mercifully forgiven, right? As long as something's a laser sounds like it's somewhere behind me and to the right, I get that effect of, oh yeah, I just heard that in surround. Right. But when you get into VR and that your brain is being tricked into thinking you're immersed in this world, it's going to be even more important for those audio cues to be absolutely precise because the immersive effect is going to be destroyed. The illusion of that world that's being created is going to be completely blown away when the brain says, no, man, that sound didn't come from there. You know, it, it came from it should have been right here, but it was right here. And your brain is going to be amplified that way because you're immersed in it versus kind of enjoying it in a third party sense. So we've seen a lot of we've had a lot of inquiries. You know, we've seen our 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 um, our Evo headsets being used at different companies, you know, because they have our processors built on them. So they'll have the VR glasses. They'll have the Evos on them because they're using our processing for uh, surround sound. Um, they know that the current software iterations and stuff aren't going to hack it. There's going to have to be some kind of hardware component to it that can hack the demand. Right now, I think people say, well, audio doesn't really require a lot of processing power. And right now, to get away with what crosses and, and passes for acceptable PC surround, you don't. But when you start getting into these multi-layered environments and multi multiple people going on, there's going to be a lot more processing power. And so we're kind of geared for that. Right. And sort of that's why we're seeing a somewhat a resurgence in yeah. interest in 
3D positional audio on the Big PC. Time. Uh, you know, we've got AMD, and I don't, I don't want to mask. They, so AMD is pushing true audio, and yeah. then NVIDIA is pushing VR works. Yeah. And they're sort of doing a lot of this ray tracing, you know, Aurel like, yep. you know, uh, uh, modeling of an, an audio environment. Yep. They're trying to do it, of course, on their hardware because yeah. they want you to buy their hardware. Yep. And, it, but at the end of the day, those are non-starters unless the developers start embracing it. And so really right now, what we do as a company is we say, okay, you know what, developers, you're not really doing this. So we're looking at what you're outputting and we're going to layer on top of what you're outputting to enhance it. That's our model right now. So, so if you, uh, for for example, something like Dolby Atmos, right? It says in the, it says in the window for headphones, you know, disable your headphones. Don't with our stuff. Don't because we've designed our surround algorithms to look at Dolby Atmos, know it's happening, and we've designed our algorithms to enhance that. We're not going to blow it out. We're not going to create a double effect there. We're going to say, hey, you like that effect? Wait till you hear it with us on top of it. And so we're waiting, we're ready, and we're engaged, and we're talking, and there are developers that are coming to the table and saying, okay, this isn't going to fly unless we're using, we we have a vision for what we want this to be and it's going to require X, Y, and Z. And these things are not cutting it right now for us. It's not, we're doing the testing. We're doing the, a, a lot of companies are now doing their actual focus grouping of it. And a lot of the complaints coming out are, ah, something's not right. Something's not right. And when they drill down to it, it's almost always the audio kind of takes me out of the picture, whether it be there's a lag or whether it be that it's not immersive enough. A lot of it also uh, people you know tend to get nauseous. And you can, if, if again, if your brain is interpreting something here and it wants to hear it, but the sound is coming from here and your brain is here, that can create a lot of weird stuff with your brain too. Your brain can get very confused when you're using these HRTFs and also if you're using 3D effects. Um, you know, you're kind of hijacking the brain's natural processes to do this stuff. And if you're not doing it with a lot of precision, it can really cause some issues for people when they're immersed 100 percent like that. So, you know, sort of okay, I, actually, I want to jump in here <clears throat> just, you know, so anecdotally, I have a Vive nook in my house and we have the Vive and everything. And I agree with you 100 percent. The state of current audio can be really disappointing. I have different headsets that I use. And yeah, it just doesn't cut it. Yeah. Uh, and actually, I have a teenage daughter who tries to play and she actually gets sick yeah but if you mute the game she can sit there and play it nonstop. yeah so that sounds like when you when you just hear what you're saying you're like is that really true but that actually legitimately happens to my daughter so. yeah huh. and, and it's it's a it's something that is definitely uh, you know again hrtfs all we're doing with hrtfs is like what 3d does for your eyes we're doing for your ears we're playing with the arrival times of audio Uh, your ear hears things coming around the room and it's able to position stuff. And what we do is to do that with a 2D source, we basically just tweak those arrival times and those different angles and whatnot. And that creates that illusion. And if, if your brain is interpreting something visually and it's hearing something different, it can create kind of a weird effect. And a lot of the software engines will have a latency to it because it's not prioritized. It's coming over your CPU and graphics are king. So everything's optimized for graphics and frames. And if you don't have a processor like ours, that's sitting there and churning this stuff out and, and saying, hey, take me, take me, take me. You can create these kind of weird effects like that. So it's one of those things that it's hard, again, to explain. Like, I just took 15 minutes of our time mm-hmm. trying to explain this phenomenon. And when you start talking about this to people at a trade show or whatever, their eyes just gloss over. And they're like, can I right. get my free keychain now? And you're like, okay, sorry. Here's it's tough keychain. to do that on a Best Buy bullet point thing. Yes. Oh, yeah. Let me, let me get you the fold out yeah, for this. So it's going to flip out in front of them. It just, just rolls down. And, you know, um, so it's, it, it's tough. It's really tough. And so you have to kind of hang your hat on word of mouth 
And, you know, and and there's also another effect that's happening right now is there's a, a resurgence of audiophile. You know, there's a lot of people that are really, really pushing the envelope. I I have my own theory of what happened and it happened with Beats where people went out and they said, you know what, I'm going to spend $300 on a pair of headphones because these headphones are awesome and they're $300 and they were designed by Dre and whoever and they're going to sound amazing and blah, blah, blah. And they got them and they're like, this sounds great. And they would go on these audio file forums all proud and like, hey, man, I just bought into these three and they would get crucified. And so half of them would walk away with their tail between their legs and the other half would go like, well, wait a minute. Okay, well, if you think if you don't think these are real headphones, what should I get? And then people would say X, Y and Z, all these different brands that were legitimate, you know, audio file brands that a lot of people didn't know. And I've seen this by going to all the can jams, you know, for HeadFi and People, there's a whole new generation of people that started there, but have appreciate audio. And that's why we're seeing a lot more of the amps and DACs on the desktop instead of hardware accelerated stuff like ours. And that's why we have things like the X7 in our lineup, which is a dedicated hardware amp, but it has all of our processing built into it as right. well. But it's very much for uh, an audio file for music. Though, yeah, right? but I mean, there's a Venn diagram that crosses over. You is know, there though? Oh, I kind of wonder. I don't know. There is. Like our best selling cards have always been the top tier cards. Yeah, and I agree. And, and gamers always want the best, right? They they want the best. They want the absolute best. But there is a there is a crossover. There's a Venn diagram of people once once somebody starts appreciating audio, whether it be through a game or through content or whatever it is, they kind of pursue it. Like they, they say, I want good speakers for my TV. I want a, a great sounding setup for my TV. I'm going to upgrade the sound in my car. Yeah, but so it can, creates this. Go, go ahead. But can they really coexist? Because I sort of think, you know, like a, a, a box built for gaming and sort of a gaming focused audio build doesn't really overlap because autofiles. I mean, those. Those guys really are like, and gals so, are just like, they're way out there. Yeah, right? to, they're like, oh. You to know, your I, point, to your point, when we went to uh, the Can Jam Head Fi, we went down to uh, Head Fi uh, Can Jam down in LA, and we were just launching the X7. The amount of stink eye that we got from these <laughs> audiophile guys walking by was ridiculous. Like, they would just throw us major shade. They were like, yeah, creative. Yeah, it's like Bose at a speaker. Uh, yeah. Is a, yeah, yeah. Speaker hey, here like, you Bose. go. And they're like, yeah, well, you know what Bose means, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, I've heard that joke a million times. So we'd be sitting there. And, but then we got a couple guys that were like, oh, yeah, Sound Blaster. Yeah, I had this, you know, and you guys don't support the Sound Blaster 128 anymore. <laughs> no. And, and they would come up and they would be like, hey, you know, I, I love your guys' stuff. And be like, hey, try this out and they're like ah well you know i i have this now i've graduated why don't you give this a shot and they these guys have their you know fifteen hundred dollar two thousand dollar headphones with them because right. they're auditioning amps and costs more than most people pcs absolutely and they plug them in and they would just sit there and they'd be like how much is this and we would say it's 399 they're like it's three nine. Why? Why are you? Why is it three ninety nine? And me coming from the PC side, I'm like, well, you know, it's a lot of components, and we got to charge, and we can't. And they're like, no, dude, like it should be like seven ninety nine because then I would want it. If so, it was like this weird thing where we were entering this space, and the price point was creating this weird thing where audiophiles don't take you seriously unless you're in this str- stratospheric price point. But we were delivering it, and then we got a lot of the uh, planar magnetic sp- uh, headphone guys coming over and saying, "Hey." we want to audition this because we just heard from this guy over here, how amazing this sounded. And so they bring it over. And even they were like, why are you guys charging three ninety nine for this? But we know as a PC side company, if we try to charge any, I mean, we charge three ninety nine for the X seven and we get complaints. Well, it's, it's a sound card. I don't need a sound card, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. And so for us, it's like this weird space of audio files 
love it. PC people have come on board. And so, you know, we've been engaging with partners where the, the Venn diagram does exist, like a place like, um, like, like Mass Drop. Like the audience at Mass Drop has a lot of audiophiles and a lot of gamers there. And that's where the Venn diagram laps over. And these people talk to each other. So, you know, huh. it's, it's, it's not as big as I'd like it to be because it'd be a hell of a lot easier for me to sell, you right. know, sound cards uh, if that was the case. <laughs> but it's growing. It's definitely growing. So uh, I'm going to kick off our next segment, return yep. uh, of sound cards, because I'd like to see, uh, um, you know, it, we're talking a little bit about the resurgence already. But, for, you know, for me personally, I think there's a Venn diagram, just like, you know, I, I built a, a high end PC because yep. I can also, you know, do things like video production on it. Absolutely. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so for the audio, like I said, uh, you know, I've always run, a, a, you know, either a USB DAC or, or, or whatever. You know, what's what's the difference between that and, and actually having like a sound card? I mean, you know, how... Like, so what what am I giving up or, you know, what's, what's the Venn diagram there for? So the biggest difference is going to be, uh, the, the critical points for that are if you have a sound card and you're doing a lot of music production and whatnot, Ozio is going to be your friend, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're doing a lot of software synths and those type of things, our sound cards support Ozio. So you get zero latency. It's basically like no latency when you're doing all this hardcore processing. Mm -hmm. And we're able to do that because of our driver layer, but also our processor is handling, is kind of co-handling the software processing. We're handling any overhead that comes over, prioritizing it and making it happen. So there's an advantage there for that. Um, we certainly have our eye on the the production side, not just for audio, but for visual as well. For these streamers that have now, you know, this is a burgeoning business where streamers are everybody wants to, you know, get their Twitch stream or their mm -hmm. YouTube stream rolling so they can make the big bucks like PewDiePie <laughs> or whatever. And that's kind of like the new aspirational thing is I'm going to be the next big streamer. And so these people go out and there's microphone companies making millions of dollars on all these people. And they probably turn that microphone on one or two times after yeah, they buy yeah. it it's but but it's they want to build a home studio and so uh so if you're talking about that you know those are the type of things that we're looking at what are the inputs and outputs uh how good are they you know uh, with a with a dedicated sound card like on our zxr sound card we took a lot of we thought about a lot of okay what are people going to be using this for okay production we have a separate daughter board that's just for input. Like all mm -hmm. it does, it has its own processor built into it and it handles input at a really, really high level. So you don't have to go and get a third party mixer or whatever. You can just go straight into your card. <laughs> We've isolated all the circuitry and whatnot there. So there's advantages there. You have external stuff like the X7, which is the internal of uh, the internal version of our ZXR. Basically, mm -hmm. that gives you an interface right on your desktop with really good DBS and R. So, and then you have Ozio on top of it if you're producing for music. So it's just a, you know, if you have an amp and DAC, it's really just a playback mechanism. Amp and DAC is for, is for enjoyment. It's for, I want to hear. It's not really interactive. It's yeah. not going to go the other way. With a sound card, if you get the right sound cards or the right interface, you know, USB interface, you're going to get the two way. You're going to get the quality going in and you're going to get the quality going out mm -hmm. as well. So that's really the big the But big how are we going to get back to the the point when positional audio is passed over to a device, or I, I guess at this point, if it's passed over to a motherboard with integrated uh, creative, yeah. you you have your algorithms, you've got your HRTFs. Are, are, are we back to where we're getting positional data that can be processed? Not not necessarily by a sound card, but even by a CPU or a GPU? Or there's, a, there's a lot of interesting things happening now because I think developers have their eye on this VR world. 
And I think that VR world is, is, and, and me, like for me, I'm not really a VR guy yet. Like I'm not, I'm not buying in yet. I, I I've always bought in on everything early and maybe I just crossed over this threshold of where I'm like, I'm not going to be the early adopter guy this time. I'm going to wait. Like I'm going to wait until we're on second generation and everything's stable and everything's cool because, you know, but we have people that are jumping in there and I think the developers are looking at, and I think there's going to be a, um, a, a washover or a, a spillover effect that happens for PC gaming in general, because all of this data, all these engines are going to be supporting this really, these really intense audio cues. And because of that, it's going to it's going to diffuse down into non VR stuff as well. In fact, I know that's occurring. I can say with 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 a, without with no uncertainty that that's happening right now where audio is going to have to be taken more seriously. And you can see there's other companies kind of coming into the mix with their own little flavors to add immersion and whatnot. And that's all a result of everybody sees where these developers are going. Everybody sees it. So it sounds like we need a, a uniform uh, 3d audio API on windows. Then. Yeah, I think I, and I think that that's going to have to be something that comes to fruition. You know, it's going to have to be, cause the, the current version was, uh, the, the direct audio replacement that is X audio two. Yeah. Or... X audio two was just kind of a, Hey, here's some stuff to throw into your game engine. If you want to make an audio engine yourself, it wasn't really a engine. It was just kind of like, here you go. And they just tossed it out and nobody's really done anything with it. Yeah. But I think if, if companies like Microsoft, if companies like Apple want to be at the core of these, uh, like Google want to be at the core of these VR experiences, they have to take audio seriously. It is the, it is the, it is the chink in their armor right now. It's the, you know, it's, it's absolutely the weak spot of VR. So we will look, Oh, go ahead, Brad. Well, I'm saying, well, look at the next uh, big Windows 10 creators update that's coming out. Yeah. It's, you know, VR is a central focus of that. And with Windows 10, Microsoft's making a big noise. Like, we want to get back to PC gamers and stuff like that. So it would be wonderful if they revive direct sound 3D or, yeah. in, you know, an analog to it. They're, 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 it has to happen. I mean, there's yeah. no avoiding it. And because there's going to be new responsibilities and things that we don't even know about yet, like things that we have even thought about as physiologically as humans <clears> – <throat> experiences and stuff. What's cool about that is, you know, we have one of the only audio dedicated audio processors on the planet. So for us, we're in a really good position to take advantage of these advances that are coming down the pipe. Is there still need though? Cause I mean, you know, you know, the argument is we've got, you know, four, you know, quad cores now, AMD is going to start selling eight core CPUs for like $6. Yep. So everybody's going to have all these extra threads and cores. <laughs> Six. I heard, you it, heard it here. Five. You heard it here. Yeah. Hey, well, it might be, it might be a dollar 50 is what I'm hearing. Dollar <laughs> I don't know if the shareholders are going to dig that. <laughs> but I mean, it's just like you've got excessive amounts of CPU power that still isn't being used by all game engines. Is it going to just be done process on the on the CPU host? And then the sound card is basically a fancy DAC. So, well, and OK, at point, so at that point, or, it's what do you what are you building for? Right. Like for me, you know, a lot of. OK, so here's a here's a little funny thing. Um, there will be guys that go out and they they buy, you know, four hundred dollar liquid cooling systems to eke out <laughs> one frame or two frames more out of their GTX 1080. Yes. And with the amount of data that's going to be coming and whatnot, and you can go and you can get a seventy nine dollar sound card with a processor built on it. And it's going to give you three frames or whatever. I'm not I'm not quoting right. numbers, here, right, but right. what I'm saying future wise. Yeah. You know, there's going to be a need for it. And then also you got to you got to understand the interface is critical. One of the biggest advantages of a sound card, a dedicated sound card is the circuitry, is the amplifier, 
is the DAC, the quality level that's going to be pushed, that's pushed out of sound cards, even at our base level sound cards, you know, our 3949 is way better than what you get out of a, even a high end motherboard. Right. And and for people who don't understand why, the reason is, you know, your motherboard, there's just so much electrical noise. Yeah. You get a sound card that isolates it. It's above all that noise. It really does get a lot cleaner. And And then, you know, yeah. And then, well, and then also with things like USB, the new USB standards and and new standards coming out, we're able to deploy these for smart devices. We're able to deploy these without drivers because we, we, because we have a processor, we don't need to load a driver. So we can make a sound card for your phone. We can make a sound card for your tablet or whatever it is and not have to work like the, you know, the Katana has its own sound card built inside of it. And when we were originally talking about it, we said, do we make it a dumb sound bar or do we make it a, an actual under monitor audio system, which you, which you were like, what's that? When we talked about it, Um, but we called it under monitor audio system because it has the sound card built into it. It has the, the, it has the processing plus the playback built into it. And for us, it was like, this is a way to expose people to good sound because they're going to love the form factor. They're going to love how cool it looks. They're going to love the sound that comes out, but now they're going to actually have our technologies built into it and they can experience them. So we can get a whole different group of people to experience how cool this is. Okay. So I, I think, you know, I think we're at, we're at a point now where coming on the heels of VR, we're going to see a shift. I, I, I do think that for sure. That would be very nice. Yeah. And now, if, is it to a level that we want? I think it's up to us to be really loud, and you should probably say sure. every week, every yes, every, every week, week, as the Microsoft. voice of PC users everywhere, <laughs> make this happen. We need a movement. That's why, that's why you're here today, right? Yeah, exactly. We need a movement, man. We need like you could be like our our Bernie Sanders. We need to. We need to hear the. We need to hear it again. It just needs to. Ah, just like oh yeah. I mean, I, and again, I pine for it too. I mean, honestly, it's, uh, you know, I rem- distinctly remember playing Half-Life, uh, the original, and and the effects that were happening in that game, and, uh, you know, the, the, the just satisfying sound of the crossbow, um, and it was just, nothing has captured that for or, me. Or Battlefield 2. Oh, Battlefield 2 Battlefield 2 with the occlusion, and you would be inside, and it would sound completely different. Well, and that was, the, would... that was the best example ever of a sound card for us, because we had this demo at CES where we had people come in. And uh, we were doing multiple channel, multi and, and, and Battlefield 2, you know, you had tons of people running around. So there's all kinds of audio cues happening. And we had this demo where we had people behind the thing and we were firing and they're firing. You got to take this out. You got to take this out. And then, boom, they would blow up and it's like, you're dead. And they're like, well, what happened? We were here. And like, if you had them turn around, there was a tank yep. that drove up behind them. And blew them up, but because the audio card and the audio things were limited to the channels and it prioritized stuff around them and there wasn't enough channels there, they got killed by it. Then you turn our technology on, they heard the tank coming from across the map. And so it's, I miss that, you know, I miss yeah. those golden. And it really was because you would, there would be a tank across the map and yeah. it would fire a shell. Yeah. But you know, there was, a, there was distance, there was propagation and it would sound like, you know, it wouldn't Incoming. be a boom. You know, a yeah. lot of the games is just not the finesse that we used to have. Yeah. So. Yeah. And we'll, we're get, we're getting there. I mean, we, we have a good solution now where it's an instant step up. And I think with what's coming down the pipe, we're, we're going to get, but you can't tell us what it is. Nice. No. I, yeah, I wish the lawyers are waiting. <laughs> nice. Well, my boss is like, don't say I, feel, I feel it in my brain right now. Well, I have that like little Klingon earworm thing or whatever it is from Rathacon. Oh, it's like tingling. It scared me as a kid. <laughs> oh, man, it's uh, terrifying. So uh, is, is there anything else we want to cover before we go to, to Q&A? Because no, there's, there's a lot of just random questions in all here right, for you know, we, so. better, we got a lot of questions. We need to get to them. You wanna, we're going to roll on to the next okay. Q&A session. Okay. Actually, you know, I'm going to kick it off because Brad yeah, do people it. actually sent us questions the other day. Yeah, Although we've yes. sort of covered them already. Uh, uh, Keith... 
at Keith Plays PC, better than consoles. Why, <laughs> why would I buy a dedicated sound card when motherboards are isolating their audio portion? Uh Again, it comes back to you can isolate it only so much on the motherboard. You're still passing directly through the same PCB, the, sa- the same everything there. So you are going to get system noise. If you look at the DBSNR of what motherboards are capable of versus what a dedicated sound card is, um, it's, it's, it, they, can't, they can't get the same DBSNR. And every point of DBSNR is basically an order of magnitude higher. Like, it, it, you know, those points are massive differences once you get into the higher range. And in a few months, there won't be any motherboard very close at all to things. Hmm. So okay, yeah. so that's a that's a yeah. that's a yeah that's I an mean, answer it, non-answer to yeah it's answer non-answer. I mean but, the, the, right now, okay, yeah, you know, six points is like massive difference, but when you see a jump that's considerably more than that, it, you know. It's, and then also, I, I got to say the one thing about motherboards, you know, um, as much as they do spend, they may spend a, a lot of resources on it. You still. You know, even if it's a three hundred dollar motherboard, yeah. it's not going to be eighty five dollars th- thrown into audio. There's yeah. so much else yep. that's yeah. going into it. And, it and, will sound better than a twelve dollar motherboard. Yeah, and, and audio, good audio components are expensive. So you know, a good amp is expensive. A good DAC is expensive. Um, so yeah, they might have you know our chip or whatever it is in there, but the connection points and all those things aren't. They're all part of a bigger picture. And those motherboard manufacturers still need to make margin. You know, they're there and their loyalty is really to, you know, now I think they probably even have RGB as a higher priority point than the output of the audio. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. it I probably mean, is, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like, Although our LED lighting is very important. So. Oh, dude, I'm with you. You know that. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm all about, LG, I'm all right, all next, about RGB. I got another question from Manuel Guzman. Yep. Also sent to Brad. What's the best solution for a PC gamer with very nice headphones? Uh, yeah. It depends on what they're using it for. Okay, so if if you're a gamer slash audiophile, um, really the only thing on the planet uh, that powers high end headphones and gives you everything you want to do and is going to kind of be is like our X7. Our X7 is like the ultimate solution for that because you get all the processing power if you want it. You get a phenomenal DAC, a phenomenal amp with replaceable op amps, so you can even you know colorize your audio exactly how you want it to be so if you don't like the brown burrs that we're using you can put wolfson in there you can put whatever you want um so it's an audiophile slash gamers dream and it powers any headphones out there i mean these planar dynamic guys uh like mr speakers who we partnered with um at ces that headphone is incredibly demanding and, and he was like hey this is this is good and to hear hear the owner of the company say this is good like if you know him that's like that's like wow my my wife's father likes me you know what i mean like it's like, it's like at that level um i've been so, told that by my father there you go see you, you're in the circle um so x7 would be there you could now if you're just if you're not gaming if you're not into processing and non-processing and stuff you can go out and get yourself a great amp and DAC, um, you know, do the research out there. Um, I personally, once I, I, I had a separate stack that I used to use before the X7 came out that was non-creative um, for my audio listening because I would just have it sitting there and I wanted the cool, shiny looking stuff and I wanted to be considered a real audiophile, audiophile. <laughs> um, and then our ZXR came out and that changed it for me. But it was it was a little bit inconvenient plugging in. And then I didn't really trust our ACM too much, even though we measured it. And I said, nah, okay. But, uh, you know, you can get a great amp and DAC for it. But if, if it's PC and, and, and audiophile and you want to game with great headphones, you know, when we're talking 
anything, any high-end headphones, the X7 is going to be your best bet, I think. From from a, and on the market, there's really nothing else like it on the market. There, now, there really uh, if if he's just interested in just playing gaming, like playing Overwatch, playing Rocket League, et cetera, et cetera, he's interested in one of your sound cards. Would one of your sound cards be? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, our Z our Z series sound card, our baseline Z series sound card, the amp on it is awesome. It's a 600 ohm amp. It's going to power any headphone you want. If you step up to the ZX, you actually get the module that goes off the back and sits uh, sits on your desktop. You can plug straight into that, and it's going to be more than enough power for your headphones. It's going to sound amazing. Uh, so, I got to say, doesn't does it kill you sometimes if people say like, you know, they they have your sound card and then they have a very nice high end set of USB headphones? <laughs> yeah, correct. Do you want to explain yeah. what the problem is? Okay. With that? So the problem is 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 the second that this is crazy, they're like, oh yeah, you're we get tech support calls. Your sound card is messing up my USB headphone. What? How? So what happens with Windows is if you have a sound card in your in your system and you plug in a USB, the second you plug in a USB audio device, Windows shifts to that device and that device is its own thing. And your sound card is now the little chip that's in the dongle of that of that headset It is no longer using our sound card. So, yeah, I mean, it's USB audio is USB audio. You know, it's it's digital. It is what it is. Uh, it doesn't compare anything to what comes out of like a, a sound card and the warmth and whatever of an actual DAC, you know, an actual real DAC. OK, uh, last question that we have from uh, pre-can ones. Then um, <clears throat> Adam is going to clear Facebook, YouTube questions. But Josh Walworth uh, wants to know, we sort of talked about this, but I'll ask again. Uh, where are we at with hardware accelerated 3D HRTFs? And I, I think he wants to know, what can you say that are we going to see? So there's a whole there's a whole big interest in uh, HRTFs in general, and you can see there's a lot of companies that are spinning different brands around HRTF right now, um, and so these technologies are all kind of floating in their own worlds, and uh, a lot of them, I think. Uh, are going to converge at some point. There's there's going to have to be a convergence because developers need a standard to write to. They can't write to 30 different standards. So there's going to have to be some kind of, uh, of of standard that's there, and these things will sit on top of that standard. So we're close. We're getting there, and you know we're doing them now. We do hardware HRTFs all day long in our in our hardware. Um, and the difference between us and what else is that we actually are processing them. A lot of these other ones are throwaways. You know, so if you have a Dolby powered um, mix amp or whatever, you get one shot. That's a one shot thing. I, I send this information in there. It, proce- it doesn't process it. It just throws it through a codec and spits it out. There's no customization to that is what I'm trying to say. With us, you're able to customize everything and kind of tweak everything to your desire. Um, so... You can also see it in headphone companies and these type of things where VR is going to be incredibly important moving forward, I think, for audio in particular. Okay. Yeah. Adam, you want to take us through the list? All right, here we go. Rapid fire. Uh, El Diablo on YouTube. Uh, Why should we get sound cards when AMD has ray traced audio in async compute? Name me a title that's using that. Thief. (laughs) And name me a second title. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Thief too. Yeah, I mean it's 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 good stuff. Uh, but again, developers have to support it, right? So at the end of the day, um, if if you're not if the title isn't supported, it's going to do nothing for you. 
Yeah, True Audio's been around for a while too, and yeah. it's had no support. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I, two yeah, as a fan of audio, I was like, cool, all right, yeah, because we're like, yeah, get people to care about it. You're a video card company, and if you're talking about audio, that's great, you know. And then crickets, yeah, yeah just. <laughs> Sure. Daffy Duck, you know, like <laughs> no, no, day. without developer support, it's it's just a, a cool technology demo. Yeah, basically. it is. Yeah, uh, Robert King on YouTube uh, is asking if you, if you can walk through a little bit about the uh, the different bit depths and uh, you know is is thirty two bit sound really you know that important? Okay, so really brief because I know we don't have a time yeah, for a primer here. <laughs> so twenty four bit is basically even more than what humans can process right now, right? So 24-bit is phenomenal. It's going to give you quality you want. And probably if you're not doing audio processing, it, it's enough. However, when you go into the 32-bit space, when you add those extra 8 bits, it gives you more headroom to process the audio and apply effects to it without losing resolution. So it, it, the math works that way because sound is all math. Sure. So when you add those extra bit depths, I think 32 is going to be incredibly important for VR because a lot of this stuff is going to be uh, required to have all of this processing, but while maintaining a quality level that is not going to be diminished by the processing. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And, and, and that is one of the weaknesses of, of that of, of direct sound direct sound 3d back then is yeah. all the game sources were 16 bit 16 bit yeah very very down mixed audio yeah so. exactly so and 16 is noticeable to humans when you go down from 24 to 16 there's somewhere in the middle there where we start perceiving like well this sounds a little muddier a little bit different um that's why 24 is above so you don't think it but i think moving forward 32 is going to be important 24 right now currently more than enough 32 future wise is is going to be ideal hmm. yeah uh here, good question yeah. yeah, it's a great question. Uh, you know, I, I know the answer to this one, uh, but uh, I want to see. I want to <laughs> see afraid. you have fun with it. Uh, <laughs> does the cable quality for front panel audio? This is pl- plaid plaid uh, on YouTube. Does the cable quality for front panel audio ports on motherboard make uh, a big difference? Uh, if so, is it better to use the uh, rear uh, audio port instead? Uh, <laughs> Gordon, you want to take that? One yeah, just just you know, I don't. You shouldn't even plug in that front panel audio because yeah. it is bad. I've yeah. never in my life run into a front panel audio connector that just did not suck. Yeah, I mean, and even yeah. even the mo- no matter how mediocre or how good the the motherboard audio is, you're looking at a you know twenty five or fifty dollar case, even a high end case. Yeah, they're not heavily shielded. There's just so much noise yeah. that gets. And plus, you got to think about. Remember, your the front panel audio. Pi the Intel spec is lower left-hand corner of your motherboard. Yeah. The front panel audio is in the upper top of your case. Yeah. So you were taking this. And, of course, you were like, oh, we're all in a cool wiring. So I'm going to take that front panel audio, and then I'm going to run it around the GPU power cable, run it back behind the motherboard, yep. yeah. and then over the under the GPU. Yep. Yeah. Using I mean, that just... front panel is like. Yeah. You know, putting spinners on a Pinto or something like it's just <laughs> it looks cool. It's, it's it just cool. It probably would. Actually, yes. I, I'd like to see that photoshopped, but it's just not a good idea. Like if, if you have a great pair of headphones or a sound card. And, and so first off with the sound card, the audio or even motherboard audio, the audio is, you know, 
millimeters away from the output. So it's not going through energy, through potential noise sources. And your case is incredibly noisy. When you start adding things like liquid cooling pumps that aren't shielded and, uh, you know, some of these other fans and stuff like that that don't have RF shielding in them, you can generate a tremendous amount of noise over your thing. So really, you're kind of wasting if you have a great sound card or if, if, if not, or you have great headphones, you're, you're going to diminish your, your sound quality significantly by going with that front panel. I would recommend going out the back. Yeah. And again, do that thing I was saying earlier. Don't play any sound. Yeah. Plug it into the back, crank up the audio, copy some data to the hard drive over USB. Yep. And then plug it into the front. You'll, you'll hear the difference. You'll hear the difference. And that, that ends up getting into your gaming stream and whatnot. So, uh, so, uh, a very, uh, pointed question about products. And I know you were talking about mobile, uh, a little bit there. Uh, any plans to introduce X5 crystallizer on other platforms such as mobile? Yes. Okay, that was easy. Uh, <laughs> I have been cleared to say that word. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, sorry, this was a sneer on Facebook, uh, and he, he asked another good question. Are you planning to further support Creative XFi MB3, the software-based sound processor? So we know that uh, that our we've spent a significant amount of investment in R and D. And uh, and when I, we have a whole team of scientists that are up in the Santa Cruz Mountains right now, hopefully they don't slide into the ocean with all this rain. <laughs> um, and yes, we're committed to software engines as well. I mean, a lot of our lower end is using software to complement our amp and DAC portion of the sound cards. It's a big part of our a big part of our um, kind of our portfolio and moving forward. Because of things like smart devices and whatnot, it's in our best interest to develop those software platforms. So, yeah, we definitely are uh, committed to that, and we are committed to MB3 for sure. Yeah. Okay, uh, man. He, he now that I'm scrolling through again, he uh, he's asking a lot of a lot of questions. This one's a little wordy. I'm trying to to get through it. Um, he runs a 7.2 setup, pure analog at full range speakers. He moved from an uh, Azentech X5 Prelude 7.1 Azentech to the Asus Essence STX 7.1 because 7.1 support was dropped by Creative Cards. Um, the Creative Cards lacked certain audio audiophile features that the sorry Azentech yeah like HDMI uh, yeah and some of the other stuff provided by modding your card. Um, the Asus Essence STX 7.1 took it to the next level. It has been the best hardware. Uh, but its drivers and DSP features don't come close to creatives. Yeah. So. And yeah, and Austin Tech was yeah. a licensed. <laughs> right, Austin Tech was a they they licensed the uh, creative chips for that. Yeah, we yeah. worked with them directly, uh, kind of working on the engineering of their cards and the layout of it and whatnot. And we supported them because they wanted to go into an area that we were kind of like, yeah, okay, go for it. Because yeah, you know, high end. they were yeah. they were they were going for a different market segment. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I got to say, this really it's still creative, and ASUS really has been pushing pretty hard. Although it's more of a audiophile stuff that they're yeah pushing yeah. Like. I mean, th- that's when i mean i don't want to sound snarky but when you don't have a processor and you're codec based there's not a lot you can there's not a lot of new territory you can push sure, into sure. right so the natural way to do it is to go over towards audiophile and focus on components and and whatnot so our goal is to do both um i think our friend there will be pretty happy in a few months so I can also, say, yeah, say that see, look, much. we're getting, uh, <laughs> you can read between the lines here. Yeah, Creative uh, lawyers. He uh, didn't say anything. Yeah, didn't I, say I'm anything. just saying, I think you'll be happy. I'm not saying <laughs> what'll make you happy. I'm just saying, Hey, you might be happy. We, we don't know what's cookie. We don't know. We yeah. don't. Yes. 
Yeah. Were there uh, any other questions <laughs> we need to clear off of uh, Facebook or YouTube there, Adam? Uh, you know what? I, th- I think, man, we, we've really uh, we've really dug in here. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good this about it. nice. So. This is like, man, I just feel like I should have worn some 1990s clothes. No joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. audio. I was, uh, yeah, it's like we kind of flashed back a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm waiting for the Noid to come walking through the door. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Yes. So it'll be interesting. I, and I, like half the audience is like, what the hell did you just talk about? Man, I, I, I'm sorry. Sorry to, to derail it again I, I was in the um uh I was, at, I was at safeway yesterday or the day before i can't remember and i'm i'm a, a photographer as well so i've uh and i love polaroid photography so i, I have a polaroid jacket and, yeah. and a polaroid like a uh, bag real big nerd about it hardcore yeah uh and the guy at the checkout you know i mean he didn't look like he was in high school but definitely and maybe in his young you know early 20s at least or something he's like oh you're decked out in polaroid gear i was like yeah you know i'm kind of a nerd about it he's like that's cool what is it? What do they do? <laughs> and I was just like, oh, oh man. man. How do I uh, explain this? Yeah. And, and I was like, like, I was just kind of deer in headlights. I was like, um, instant photography. You know, I was like, I don't know how to, to explain like, it. Like on my smartphone? Yeah. And then the, there was an older gentleman, uh, probably in his late 40s, maybe, you know, just he like. Older looked, gentleman in his late 40s. Oh, my God. Come okay. On, okay. Double, continue. I'm, I'm just continue. saying. <laughs> old, double the age of the guy checking okay, out okay. Uh, and he, he looked at me and he's just like man I feel really old and I was like I do too yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah sorry I'm, I was I was in a good mood and then now you just kind of oh. now I want to just are people, are, are people on YouTube corner. and the Facebook are like what's a sound card <laughs> what is that I, I, those exist is that like a thing like you get free on your motherboard I don't understand <laughs> yeah well hopefully some so we have some folks that are gonna you know venture into the realm of true gaming audio right i mean it's 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 a deep pool and there's lots of cool stuff you can you can experience the flame is alive somewhere i think there you go it's alive for sure man there's no doubt so it's it's necessary for our future it's necessary for the survival of the human race man (laughs) (laughs) definitely definitely i didn't sell that Uh, also i should say that they they weren't questions they were just more comments but we we did have a lot of people being like you know sound blaster forever like oh good and and again you know if if anybody ever has questions like social media at creativelabs.com send them to me i love talking to people we help people all the time um and, you know, our engineers are anxious to appease people. So just send us a mail. And we love fans. I mean, we know you don't sell 400 million products if people don't love you. And you're going to gain a few haters along the way, too. So, so but Blaster we, 128 drivers. Yeah, that guy. He's probably still puddling around somewhere in Kentucky, really pissed off at me. But um, he was from Kentucky, by the way. I'm not making that up. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's you know, it, uh, we're just, I'm just happy to be here and we got to have this conversation. No, I, this is like, awesome. We, we're here. It is. A, and then you, we're not doing this for throwback 90s. This no. is very important. <laughs> yeah. I, we're, we're, audio is as important as the graphics in a, in a video game. Yeah. People oh, yeah. just don't care. Yeah. And they, they and, should. And they should. And, you know, like I said, the best analogy is the TV, man. You buy this amazing TV. People are spending thousands of dollars on a monitor, thousands of dollars on on a, on a uh, you know, multi SLI graphics card rig, you know, two, three thousand dollars in some cases. And then they leave it to motherboard audio to deliver the other component of the experience. It's mind blowing to me that somebody is like, well, 79 bucks for a sound card is too expensive. What? Yeah. You just spent $5,000 on the video portion and you can mm-hmm. go an order of magnitude better on audio if you make this investment. Yeah. So it's kind of a weird, kind of a weird 
foxhole to be in. Like you're like, come on, believe me. So, <laughs> Very true. Anyway, All right. we'll get there. We are going to get there, and I'm better. Take us out before our boss, John Phillips, comes in to yell at us. All right. <laughs> anyway, I want to thank Ryan for coming by, Creative Labs. Thank you for having me. Fountain of information on something very important. But check back in two weeks for your fix of PC talk on The Full Nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Send questions and comments, and we really mean that, to thefullnerd at PCworld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkas. Adios. Thank you. Again, Ryan Shupper from... I screwed it up. Creative Labs. It's okay. From Creative Labs. Sound and Blaster. Sound Blaster. Mr. We'll just call you Mr. Mr. Sound Blaster. Sound Blaster. Mr. There Sound Blaster. I'll take it. <laughs> and Adam Patrick Murray will take us out. Peace.